You are listening to the Photobomb Podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Hi, and welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry. I am a photographer in Tampa, Florida, and with me is Gary Hughes, a photographer in Orlando, Florida. Hello there. And uh, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, conventions today because a big one is coming up in just a few weeks. It is actually convention season right now. I did want to share something with you, though, that happened to me yesterday, and I don't know if this uh, has ever happened to you. I was, uh, I was surfing through Instagram, right? And, you know, you're doing the thing, hey, like it, hate it, like it, hate it. You know, you're very judgmental, you know, when you're surfing on Instagram. And it, there's a hate button? There's not a hate button, but, I mean, you're, you know, you're, in your mind, you're hating some things. So um, I came across a picture, and it was like a headshot, kind of a portrait type thing, you know, and um, I really liked it. And, you know, when you're a photographer, do you find... We have an appreciation for pictures that uh, normal people don't necessarily have. Like, you know, someone would say, yeah, that's a nice picture of you or whatever. But we will look at it and be like, no, that's a really good picture because we can see elements that they don't see or, or whatever. But there's something about it where we go, no, that guy knows what he's doing. We're looking for different things than, people, right. than the untrained eye. We recognize that. Yes. So I came across something, and I was like, wow, that's really good. And it was from somebody who, you know, I follow on Instagram, and if you're like me, you follow a lot of people who know you. You don't necessarily remember where you met them or anything else, right? I only follow porn stars on Instagram. Well, there's that. And, them, and I know you've actually met all of them in person. So anyway, I've come across this picture, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, wow, this, this is really good. Like for a headshot or whatever, this is really good. And it's somebody I follow, and his name is uh, Derek Mateo. And you may recognize that name because then I look down and he has written under his picture, here's a picture that my friend Gary Hughes took of me. And it was great because I had that thing where I was like, well, that's awesome that I really liked this picture before I knew that Gary had done it. That it was mine. Yes, it was your picture. You had shot the picture. Well, Derek is my assistant and we shot that job. Um, we were at a law office doing some corporate headshots. And well, he's, always my, he was my, he's always my test dummy when we're out on a shoot. Well, then I don't even know how it is that I came to be following him on Instagram. I've never met him. He, he must have followed me. Maybe I followed him back He or saw something. you speak at the Orlando group. Okay. And when you came to, to speak for the Orlando PPA affiliate. Okay. Yeah, he was in the crowd there. So that's how I know him. Because I'm like, I don't, even, I don't remember necessarily, you know, and my apologies to you, Derek, if you're listening to this podcast. He's going to be so psyched <laughs> that you mentioned his name. Okay. He's <laughs> not going to be bothered by the fact that, <coughs> excuse me, I don't remember where I met you, Derek. But anyway, <laughs> it was really cool because I, was, I didn't know. I was like, oh, this is just a great, this is a really great picture. And then when I saw it was yours, it was, it was kind of a, nah, it was a warm, fuzzy moment, I want to say. It was just nice. Well, um. Thanks, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good thing, right? Yes. We've never had a conversation where you've said, I came across this picture the other day, and it was so freaking awesome. And then I found out it was Boo-Rays. Yeah, that's never happened. Never. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I would say that's a good thing. You should take that with you as a little, you know, little lift in your shoe for the rest of the day. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. No, it's funny because um, for the longest time, my wife, uh, who is my business partner, has been my, my model when we set up and shoot on location and even in the studio. So I have a whole folder on my computer of all my test shots of her that I just dump in there because maybe, I don't know, we'll need a right. shot of her sometime. Right, you never know. And uh, over the last year, we've been sort of phasing her out of the shooting part of the business because when we take her out of the studio, we don't make as much money. She makes the money. She answers the phone calls. Right. She answers the emails. She does the books. She right. takes all the payments. And so every time I would take her to go do a shoot, let's say the shoot was a $500 photo shoot, but if she's not answering the phone, we could be missing out on two or three thousand dollars worth right. of work if the right client calls. So right. we've uh, had Derek come in as my assistant, and he goes with me on location most of the time. 
and Julie stays in the studio, and also in large part because we've started a family, and actually she could literally pop any day now. She's ready. Yes, to she's birth. very much pregnant. Yes, and so um, while we, she's she's going to be able to do most of what she does from home since we've sort of made it so that she's going to be able to stay home with the, with the baby and stuff, which is pretty cool. And you find, of course, I don't know if it's with you, but you can go a week without a phone call, and then the minute you're in the middle of a wedding. That's Every when, time. Yeah, that's when the phone starts ringing. We have work. We do a lot of corporate and commercial work, and the way that it happens is this. Orlando, where we work, is a huge center for um, conventions, and conventions like if you're in the dental association. And so they'll have, just like we have Imaging USA or WPPI, right. but it's for dentists or doctors or lawyers right. or accountants or tractor people, whatever. I mean, second only to Las Vegas, really, when it comes to conventions. It may be more. Yeah. I don't know, because we have it's all possible, the theme yeah. parks. So. Yeah. But um, what happens is, uh, in let's say there's a company in Minnesota that's going to come down here in January, February, and have a convention. So big boss calls and says, uh, down to middle management guy, who's usually about 28 to 35, postgraduate, you know, and uh, says, hey, uh, Bill, go find it. We're going to be in Orlando for the convention next week, and everybody's going to be all together. Find us a photographer to come down and do headshots for everybody since we're all in the same place at the same time. So middle management guy, Bill was his name. Gets yes. on the internet, types into Google like any 20-something, 30-something would do. Goes to the Google machine, types in Orlando photographers, Orlando headshots, whatever they type in. And then they call the first or email the first five or six people. And the first one to get back to them that will do it for the amount right. of money they want to spend gets the job. But I will tell you this. I've lost a $3,000 job by calling back 45 minutes after we got the email. Having someone in the studio answering the phone all the time is, is vital to Incre- your business. It was in- incredibly vital to that type of business especially. Weddings, not as much. The headshot business that we do, actors and models, that happens a lot. The corporate work, a lot of that stuff is exactly like I said. They are, they're emailing five or six right. different people and it's coming, and whoever gets back to them first sort of wins most of the time. Well, the guy who's making the call, he's just tasker. You know, he, he, he's not personally involved. He's been told, go no. find someone to do a headshot. So he's just going, out, okay, I'll call this guy. No, I'm calling this guy. Because he just wants to check this off so he can get back to uh, drinking his Starbucks and playing Minecraft. Or <laughs> Probably, yeah. But a lot of times they go, okay, we got two grand to get all of the headshots done. Find a photographer who will do it for two grand. And the first person that calls back and will do it for gets two the grand job. gets the job. Right. And so we got this. I, I, one time we booked a job shooting for a huge company. Um, a huge national company photographing at their convention that they had in Orlando that year. They go to a different city every year. And they, the guy I got on the phone, this was an, an instance where I had called back, because this is several years ago, said that you were the only one that called me back. Yeah, that kills me. When I, when I, uh, I will email someone back an hour or two after they email me with a wedding inquiry, and they're always like, thank you for getting back to me so quickly. And I think it really wasn't that quick. I mean, I want your business, you know, <laughs> so I'm going to write back. But it seems like people just don't get back. Well, let me ask you a question then. Is there such a thing as getting back too quickly? Uh, not, I don't think so. I don't think if you, if, you know, if you get back to them right away, they're like, oh, this guy must not have anything to do but sit around and answer his email. Uh, but I don't think anybody Well, you are on that. Facebook all yeah, day. Yeah, but I think especially with the millennials, they expect that instant gratification. You know what I mean? They don't think that way. You so get back I, to them right away. They're happy that you got back to them right away. They're not. They're not going that far into the meta where it's a wait a minute. This guy got to me back to me so fast. Shouldn't he be more busy if he's really good? No, they're not doing that. Not just, overthinking. No, they're just happy that you got back to him. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. Let's talk about the convention. Okay. Uh, so uh, what's coming up? Oh yeah, PPA, uh, Imaging USA, Imaging USA, and it's uh, the end of uh, January. Well, let's talk about convention season first okay. of all because we're in Florida. 
And convention season typically happens after the first of the year, and there's a very specific reason for it. And I think we've all gotten emails and we've all seen different things about conventions. But the reason that it happens this time of year is because a large part of the nation, if you look at the weather map right now, right. every state is blue except for Florida is nice and warm yeah. and orange. Yeah. So you get a lot of stuff. A lot of conventions happen. Many photographers are super seasonal. Wedding photographers, especially portrait mm-hmm. photographers, a lot of especially location photography takes a real hit this time of year. So now all the big organizations say this is a good time to throw our convention. Right. And so this time of year in Florida, not only is it um, the right time of year, but Florida is an incredibly attractive place to have a convention. Yes. yes. And Orlando, yes. Tampa, yes. St. Pete, uh, the Panhandle up there in Destin. In fact, in between January and February, I think we have four or five conventions, photography conventions in in Orlando or Central Florida or Florida. We've got warm weather. We've got beaches. We've got sunshine, not much rain. We've got rednecks. The elderly. Trucks. We've got rebel flags. We've got assault by lizard. We've got um, basically John Stewart the other day. <laughs> John Stewart said that we were a 24-hour mugshot factory. <laughs> yeah, I said that's pretty accurate. No, the, here's the funny it's thing. It's actually just, fantastic. I love Florida. I love living here. But we are, the, we are sometimes the laughing stock of the country. We are the butt of so many jokes. <laughs> Way going back to the, to the election with the hanging chads. Yes, yes. And the, the recounts. Yes. And Trayvon Martin. Mm. And, you know, it seems like everything's happening down here. And then you got, you know, who's the uh, uh, Casey Anthony. Like, that yes. happened down here. It all happens here. It happens here. Yeah. Like, whatever's messed up. I mean, the rest of the nation must think we are a bunch of toothless yeah. yokels. Right, and we're not. And we're actually very cosmopolitan. And one of the great things about Florida is no matter what type of person you are, your politics or whatever, you can find people in Florida who will match your style. There's not, it's not like As a, long as your style is a sleeveless denim shirt. Yeah, exactly. As long as you've got a good, good Kid Rock cassette for your truck. It's not true, though. You will find every type of person in Florida because so many people come here and move here from all over the country. They come here to die. Yes, they do come here to die. St. Petersburg, Florida, for the newlywed and the nearly dead. That's the uh, motto, the official model of the town. Oh, I thought that was your business slogan. No, that's not my business slogan. <laughs> so anyway, convention season. Yes. All We're right. in the middle of a thought. We're in convention season, and so uh, we have a ton of them here. And so let me ask you this. Mm. You go to conventions. Sure. Well, I go to our conventions, yeah. But you go to um, at different educational events throughout the year. Oh, of course. And so how do you pick between the big ones? Because the big ones are Photo Plus, Photoshop World, um, Imaging USA, WPPI. So those big ones, let's say the 10,000-person plus convention. Right. Well, let's say 5,000 person, because there's a huge gap. Because I've been to some state photography conventions that are around 1,000 people, and that's a big state convention. But on the national level... 5,000 and up, up to upwards of 15,000, something like Photo Plus. Right. How do you decide which one you want to go to? Well, unlike most people, I really don't care who's speaking. <laughs> I really don't. I don't do the thing where I'm, you know, let's see who's speaking. Who do I really want to see? I mean, matter of fact, we're talking about Imaging USA. You were saying to me, I'm really looking forward to seeing this person and this person. Give me a name for Imaging USA. Uh, Tim Flack. You really want to see Tim Flack? I do. I have no idea who that is. I don't, I, don't fo- I don't follow people, really. And uh, for me, going to the conventions is really more about what happens outside of the room. That's like a bonus when you drinking, go in. Partying. Yes, drinking, partying, uh, rant and debauchery, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. That's really why I go to a convention because um, it's a chance for me to get together with my peers and the people that I know and love that I only see about once a year. You get to network. It's not really, it doesn't have to be all about, it's not all about business by any means. But um, I enjoy it. And I, I got to tell you, it's also one of the few vacations kind of that I get. 
You know, it's a it's an opportunity to get away. F- I mean, it's still work related, but you're not shooting, and it's an opportunity to get away for three or four days. Whoa, 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 and back that up. kind of stuff. Let's talk about that because there are people that bring their cameras and everything to sure. conventions, and they walk around with them the whole time. Oh well, that's fine. I mean, that's for fun. But I'm saying I'm not working for a client. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, are you? But you carry a camera with you most. Of I the do time. now. I carry a little uh, a little Fuji X100s with me uh, a lot of places because my wife, who is the boss started yelling at me because I was not taking any pictures of my children. Okay, that's fair. But if we talk about the guys who go fully kitted out everywhere yes. they go to the yes. conventions, yes. let me let me set yes. up a scenario for you. For some people, the camera is like a Corvette. They feel that it is somehow, they if they have that with them, it... I, yeah, I'm just gonna get them late. I'm. I don't know. I'm Probably special. Not. I'm special now because I have my camera. It, well, for some of us, it's a part of your identity. That's for sure. Yes. Um, but let me set up a scenario for you. All right. Let's say that you've paid all this money to go to WPPI and take a master class. Right. And so you're going in there with somebody like Jerry Gihonis or Susan Stripling or somebody like that, and you're paying a bunch of money, and they're they're shooting, and they've got, and you've got fifty people in the class. Right. Now, the, the photographer who is the instructor has set up the models, set up the lights, and they're shooting, they're working, they're showing what they do. And then over here, right next to you, the guy who's standing there looking, maybe taking notes, snapping an iPhone picture so you remember the setup or something like right. that. But next to you are 15 people all snapping away with their DSLRs, not paying attention to what's going on, just shooting like they're adding to their portfolio. Right. That drives me nuts. Yes, those people can die. not really we love you we love you all uh but i don't i don't really get it um i'm with you on that i don't i have no desire to take a picture of a model who i didn't set up and pose and light myself you know and i i I mean do you think sometimes though you said snap a picture with your iphone do you think sometimes it's just oh they want to take a picture pick no because they no if you're not taking a note that tells you what's going on then having the picture doesn't help you much. You need a note that says he set his lights up. You need a shot of the whole setup, not just a shot of the model. Well, like a pullback shot. Yeah, you need a pullback shot so you can see, oh, here's where the guy put his lights and here's his setup, and that will help you. But, right, I don't understand the people who are doing, like, close-ups of the model. I don't know what they're getting out of that. Do you think it's just that they they love to shoot and and here's a chance to shoot? I, I You know, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what it is, but I will tell you that I, I do see people – not taking advantage of the education that's right in front of them. I was taking a class one time with the great Frank Criccio, and Frank Criccio is a is a older gentleman now, and he's one of those guys who he could show you how to light with eighteen lights, and it would look like it was one. Right. The guy's just he invented a lot of stuff that people are doing today. He's the man. Yeah. He and he's a he's an older gentleman now, but he was the first workshop I ever took, and it was a studio lighting basics class, and it really set me on the right path. But I remember he was showing us location lighting with off-camera flash, and this was at uh, Florida School in Daytona. And he had set up with a model. He was using a couple, and he was using an individual, and he's doing a couple of different setups. One of the people in the class grabbed the model he wasn't using and ran off through the park with her to take pictures by herself. What? I, 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 I have what? Not only does it defeat the purpose, yeah, but... You're disrupting the entire class. But why would you even do that? What? What? I mean, if you want to take pictures with a model, you can just go get a model or something. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's so ridiculous to me to, to spend all that money and time going to get educated and then not getting educated. But we are off 
on a bit of a tangent. I want to peel it back no, a little bit. Yes. Ne- <laughs> no, that would never happen. Yeah, just put that microphone anywhere. Sorry. Yeah, but it's a but it is a valid thing. I mean, because I I'm with you. I don't get it. I don't take my camera. I don't. I either. take a piece of paper. I you know if I if I need like a setup shot, I'll use whatever. But I don't take my big rig. And when when I was at two years ago in Atlanta, when I was at uh, imaging. They had a bunch of models at the big at the big party, right? The big disco party and everything's going on. And they had a bunch of models up there dancing and posing. And the photographers swarmed them like it was Kim Kardashian. Yep. And I'm like back in the corner drinking. That's big. I I don't I don't know if I took those pictures. What would I do with them? I have. Here's the thing that I think about. We've talked about this plenty of times before. Just you and I. Every time I click the shutter, I'm thinking, I'm going to have to process this later. That's right. That's exactly right. So when I'm doing it for a client, there's obviously there's money involved, and I've got a mission. But I, I when I first started, I was very, very passionate about just getting out there and shooting. Sure. I would go out, and I would shoot birds. God help me, I'd shoot flowers. I'd shoot whatever was there, because <laughs> I wasn't a professional. I was just an amateur. I was just learning. I was shooting for fun, and I would get friends who I thought were good looking, and then I'd take them out, and we'd do some shoots. And I'm sure that I don't have any of those pictures now. Right. But... Now it's I – w- I used to take such joy in going through those photos and editing and right. doing that stuff. And now I'm not interested. It's in it. work. It's my job now. Right. I have a small camera that I carry around to take pictures of my family. I have it uh, Wi-Fi, so it sends straight to my phone, and I shoot <gasps> in JPEG. Oh, my God. Because that was one of the reasons I wouldn't take pictures with my family because I knew when well, I got it there raw, I got to take them into the thing, I got to convert them. I gotta, and, and, and that would keep me from taking pictures. And so now I'm like, no, I'll just shoot them in JPEG because it's just family pics. And if I really have to clean them up, I can. But, you know, make it quick and make it easy. And so that's, I'm with you. I'm not carrying my 7200 millimeter lens and my 5D Mark III all around Imaging USA. Do you feel like we're picking on people right now? Yes. But that's what we're here for. We have a microphone and they don't. This is what we do. Well, they could for $59.99. Um, but as conventions, we're talking about how do you choose which one you go to? I, well, I choose, for me, it's, it starts at the top. Okay, I'm 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 on the board of directors for the Tampa Area Professional Photographers Association, which was an affiliate of the Florida Professional Photographers Association, which is an affiliate of the Professional Photographers Association, which puts on Imaging USA. So for me, it's a no-brainer. That's my first choice. And then if I can go to another one, then I don't know how I would choose because I've never gone to another one. How many times have you gone to Imaging USA? This is my second one. My, this year will be my second time going to Imaging USA. And so, what's your favorite part? My favorite part is uh, there is a class on Monday at 8 a.m. this year by a wedding photographer who is phenomenal. Is that so? (laughs) He is my – I am really looking forward to his class. It's going to be all about the future of wedding photographer, Gary, the future of wedding photography, what we can do to prepare for the future. This guy, he's forward-thinking. He's attractive. His work is great, although his good friends seldom compliment him on his but work. But not so attractive that he's intimidating? No, not really. Not, the, not like the George Clooney attractive. More the Noah Wiley attractive. No, Noah Wiley. I'm just saying. Like the nerdy guy from ER. But still, you go out with that guy. You know, I think he's I still. I would. No, I'm not saying you would go out with him, but somebody would go out with that I guy. I might. Where's he taking me? Yes. Would you please tell them why I'm saying this? <laughs> because Bure is speaking at Imaging That's USA right. this year, which I is very speak. exciting. Yes, yes, thank you. We are Golf super clap. excited. Yeah. We're super excited about that. That's uh, and sponsored by uh, Miller's. Miller's. Very Miller's cool. Lab is my sponsor. We're going to be talking at 8 a.m. on Monday morning, and I'm really looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, I'm not going it. to that. Yes, I know you're not going to be there. Uh, and, um, but I've, you know, I've asked you for a lot of tips because Gary spoke at Imaging USA last year in Phoenix. Yep. Yeah, so he's got a lot of experience at it. And you go to more conventions than I do. So really the question is, how do you decide? Well, I guess at the end of the day when you look at it, 
one thing that we do every year, Julie and I, we sit down and we go over our budget for the year for our business. And part of that budget is education. So what, what organizations we're going to pay memberships to, what we're going to go to, how much time we're going to spend doing it. And we put a financial number on that. You're so organized. No, we're not. But in this way, we are. Because basically, we look at it this way. We take all of our bills and all of our liabilities, and we write a number. This is what we need to make to not go into terrific debt. And then right. we go, okay, so this is how much money we want to make in our salary, and then this is how much money we want our business to make this year. We write down a big number. So let's say that's $200,000, $250,000, $100,000. If you're a single person in your business, a photo- one-person photography business, right. according to the benchmark survey that PPA puts out, I think that the number is somewhere around one hundred and hundred and twenty thousand dollars that you need to bill out on average in, in order to make in order to make a profit, right? And in order to be able to pay yourself a livable right. amount of money, have health insurance, you know, drive a car, things like that. Um, so we sit down and we and part of that number is our education budget. And so in that education budget, we really do we sit down. And we have to decide: do we have the money to go to Vegas? Do we have the money to? Nashville is a lot closer to us. Sure. So we can drive to Nashville instead of buy two plane tickets to Nashville. And that's, that's, that's another part some people uh, look at. With Imaging USA, last year was in Phoenix, and attendance was way down. Right. Because Phoenix is really hard to drive to, where somewhere like Nashville is extremely central for a lot of different people. Oh, yeah. Every state, there's like 10 states all around Tennessee. I mean, you can, I mean, there's a lot of states around Tennessee. There are? Yes, of course there are. <laughs> Which ones? Well, there's all the bottom states there. There's uh, Alabama and Mississippi and Georgia and, and South Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia, Virginia, Ohio. All those states are pretty close to Tennessee. Drivable. Right. That's what I'm saying. Drivable. Actually, from what I understand, uh, the Imaging USA uh, for 2015 is supposed to break some records. Really? It's attendance records. Absolutely. Already pre-registration is one of the highest it's ever been. Is it because of the 8 a.m. program on Monday morning by Bure Perry? I think that... I think that it is. Yes, that's what I heard. That's the rumor. No, I'm sorry. Did you say Tim Kelly? No, not Tim Kelly, who's also speaking at 8 a.m., is a good friend of ours and a fantastic photographer, and he's doing a portrait program at 8 a.m., and he's, I mean, Tim, here's the thing about Tim Kelly, and if you're listening to the podcast, you're not in a local guild or you're not in your state Tim Kelly doesn't have time for crap like this. Yes, he doesn't have time for this, but here's the thing about Tim Kelly that kills me is that uh, he's, you know, I didn't know who Tim Kelly was. Until he came and spoke to us, I was brand new in the guild, and he sat down next to me, and I had no idea that he was, you know, in Florida, he's like the godfather. Everybody knows who Tim Kelly is. But when I went to the Florida convention, I want to say two years ago, and they were doing the uh, awards and banquet stuff at the end of the night, and they do merits, just like they do merits at the national deal. So they're giving out the awards, and this person has earned this degree, and then they also mention people who have gotten, say, hit another milestone in their merits, like they've gotten another 20 merits. Uh, so they'll say, you know, uh, Kevin Newsom, who now has 130 merits, you know, oh, and so they did all these people who had all these awards. Yes, you know, oh, and they were like, oh, and this person who got, who just got another 20 medal thing, and this person just got another 20 merits after five years, and yada, yada, yada. And then they said, and Tim Kelly, who now has, 575 merits. That's a pantload of merits. It was, I, it, was, it was so far above everybody else who got mentioned. It was like he was living his third life. It, you know, the number of merits that he had for FPP was, was staggering. For those of you who are not plugged into all of our stuff, the FPP is a Florida professional photographer yes. and affiliate of, the prof- affiliate of the professional photographers of America. Merits are um, points towards... Degrees that you get for service, volunteering, print competition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So right. 
then you can only get a certain number of uh, a year because there's only certain opportunities. Right. Well, you're going to get merits if you have a print that merits in competition. Or if you and teach a class. If you teach a class. Write maybe you're a judge. A maybe you write an article, right? But Tim, I suspect, gets a great deal of his merits from competition. Um, yeah, I think he has. Yeah. But he went like five years like without competing. Did he really? Yeah. See, that, that makes it even more amazing. Yeah. No one's going to come see me now because I'm building this guy up too much. <laughs> Okay, but but he's not a wedding photographer, okay? So he's a, he's a studio portrait photographer, and he's very good. And if that's what you do, you really should go see well, Tim Keller. Well, calm down, Bure, because last year, Imaging 2014 in Phoenix, right? I was the same time as you, because there's a big opening night party on Sunday night, and then so 8 a.m. Monday morning is, it's a pretty tough morning for yeah. a lot of people. I had the exact same time slot that you have this year, and I was opposite Greg Heisler, who is... Photographed the cover of Time magazine 70 times. Right. This guy is a legend in the industry, one of the greatest portrait photographers of our generation, of, well, whatever, of all time maybe. The guy's incredible. His work is just transcendent. And he was at the same time slot as I was. Yes, but I've said this before, and I know you don't agree with me, but your topic was a topic that everyone needs and everyone regardless of what they do in photography needs what you had to teach i, I am weddings only eh. you taught what i taught search engine optimization everyone needs that i don't care what you do i understand that you're right but i want you to hear my argument all right it's 8 a.m on monday morning you're possibly hung over from the opening night party the day after the super bowl and also year. white house custom color throws a party every monday night or sunday night of convention and oh, it's basically, great. It's basically all you can eat, all you can drink. Oh, lovely. It's basically a big free-for-all. I'm not even going to go to my thing, <laughs> uh, you know? Last year was the first year I went to the White House party, and I didn't drink anything. I had a Coke, and I sat there. I right, said because, hi to a few people, yeah. and then I went to bed early. Right. And so, because I had to get up to teach my class. But Greg Heisler's program had 1,500 people in it, standing room only. Ooh. And that's how... Awesome, his and his program supposedly was amazing. It's he's so good, I didn't even want to go to my class. Right. <laughs> I wanted to go to his class. In fact, I, I almost I got up to the podium uh, in my class and I almost said, "You guys want to get the hell out of here and go watch yeah. Greg Heiser do his thing?" Because that's how uh, amazing. But you know, at the same time, there are there's going to be eleven thousand people at Imaging USA, right? And there are out of that, there are enough wedding photographers are going to get up on Monday. You're going to have a great class. I know you are. I hope so. I mean, I'm going to have a good time, and I'm not worried about attendance because I know that there's going to be at least 20 people there who know me, who are just going to come see me because they know me. So if, even if it's just me and those 20 people, I'm going to have a good time. But, you know, I think, well, I think I'll have an okay turnout. You know, what was funny is uh, right up until about five minutes before my program started, there were like 10 people in the room. Were you in a panic? It was, in a, it was a room seated for 500. And yes, wow. yes, I almost pooped my pants. Oh, that, I, that, that yeah, that would... It would definitely put me into a little bit of a tailspin. Yeah, um, but hey, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. No. Project confidence. <laughs> that's, that's the key. <laughs> so um, I like imaging. I've gone for the last five or six years. I think it's a fantastic operation. I've never been to WPPI, but I have loads of friends who go every year and say that it's a phenomenal show. I met Jason, who is the head dude over there. Yeah. He's really cool, wears bow ties a lot. And they I were, met that guy. Yeah? Yes, I met that guy uh, in the bar at uh, Imaging in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, right on. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I actually met him when uh, I was in Seattle, and he was the, he's, he's a big supporter, uh, works with Creative Live and those guys, and he knew a lot of people there. And, of course, I was kind of freaked out to meet him. I thought, wow, okay, here's the guy who's in charge of that whole thing. Super down-to-earth, super nice guy to talk to. And 
They do uh, uh, a really cool show at WPPI. It's a great party, and they get some... I feel like they get a lot of different speakers. There's almost two camps. There's the PPA, Imaging USA crowd, and there's the WPPI crowd. And I think although there are plenty of people who do both, I think that they're, the large majority of people are typically one or the other. Right. And so I guess that would put me in the sort of Imaging USA camp historically, although not that I have anything against WPPI. It's just in Vegas. Right. And it's also usually follows pretty closely after when Imaging USA is. And I can't take another week because in Florida, even though the rest of the country is in convention season and their business is way down, we're really busy. Sure. For me, that's when all the conventions are coming to Florida. And that's when I'm doing a lot of commercial work. And that's I'm also shooting a lot of weddings because the weather's pretty fantastic that time. March is a huge, huge wedding month. Let me ask you this. If. It's true that there tends to be a pretty big majority that's just WPPI and just PPA. Is there any classification? I mean, if you it, do you think there's any classification like WPPI people tend to be more left-handed or or you know, the people who are in the PPA tend to be more portrait photographers or, you know, etc. Like the WPPI actually has wedding in the title, for example. It's it's wedding and portrait photographers as uh, the WPP part. I believe that there's a there's a general perception that PPA and Imaging USA is a little bit older, a little bit more traditional, okay. and that WPPI is a little more young and hip and cutting edge. I think okay. that's I don't necessarily believe that that's completely right. true, but I think that's definitely the perception. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I think they get a lot of um, a lot of different talent in WPPI. Uh, they're just plugged into a different group of photographers. Let me ask you this: Do they have anything along the lines that PPA has? Because I know nothing about WPPI. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they have anything with with merits and degrees and certification? And or is it just? We- yeah, I believe they do. They have a, a they have a, a master photographer thing through WPPI. I oh, okay. I could Google that because I didn't even out. I didn't even I don't know I didn't I I kind of thought that only PPA did that. Um, no, I don't think it's exactly the same, but you know, it's, uh, I, again, I don't, we should get somebody on here who knows. It'd be great if there was like a couple of guys who, you know, were doing a podcast and they actually knew what they were talking about. Research. That would be fantastic. (laughs) Speaking of, uh, I think it's about that time, right? It is about that time. All right. We need to wrap this one up. Uh, another one in the can. We want to thank everybody for uh, listening. Be sure and tell a friend, be sure and tell your photographer friends about us because we need you. It's Photobomb Podcast. You can visit us on the web at photobombpodcast.com. You can contact us, info at, I'm sorry, no, questions. I don't know our own email address, questions at photobombpodcast.com. And if you go to the website, of course, you can also uh, contact us through there, and you can find past episodes, and uh, sometimes we'll put pictures and stuff up there if something maybe we're talking about. Anyway, check it out and uh, tell your friends about us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Mm